Prince Adam is living two lives. In one life, he's the beta male heir to the throne of Eternia, a land teeming with high technology, dark sorcery, and rippling, brawny man-meat. But when he lifts his sword and declares, By the power of Grayskull, I have the power! He's transformed into the beefiest champion of all, He-Man. With the help of a billion allies and vehicles provided by the good people at Mattel Toys, He-Man protects his homeland and the source of his power from the evil wizard and professional comedian Skeletor and his blundering evil warriors. He-Man. Today on Days Past Tooncast, we're talking about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe! Alright, boys and girls, get ready for an action-packed hour with your friends Will and Travis. It's the Days Past Tooncast! everyone to the Days Past Tooncast. Hello. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about He-Man. <laughs> whenever possible. <laughs> and about yesterday's animations. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Anytime we can talk about He-Man, though, we're gonna. And that's what we're doing today. I- I've been trying to bribe you for a while now. Yeah, you... I slip 20s your way during our show, and, and you finally took one. Well, I'm, I'm on hard times, yeah. so 20 is definitely going to make or break mm-hmm. me at this yep. point. I, yeah, it's kind of like you've been trying to pull a Kevin Nealon uh, subliminal man on me. You just will be like, hey, well, can you hand me the fork, uh, He-Man? And then just <laughs> <laughs> anytime, like I know, I, I try not to mention He-Man around you because I feel like I'm getting your hopes up if I even say He-Man and we don't you, go watch it you, afterwards. You've done it before. Yeah. You've done it before. And I'll do it again if I have to. A little to. bit. We didn't talk for a minute, but we're I just, back in it, buddy. We're I just don't have to deal again. with your emotions. You're right. I don't know how to, and I don't want to. It's probably, yeah. So here, I'm throwing you a bone. Finally, no, I'm throwing me a bone. I'm throwing anyone who was listening a bone because anytime we cover He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, it's a treat for all. And this episode that we're covering today is certainly no no exception. Right? It is a very, see, I would, I'm surprised they don't bill it as a very special episode of He-Man. Yeah. Because. Now, why, why did you, what, what. What made you pick this one? Well, I actually saw on YouTube a top 10 silliest He-Man episodes. You always run off that. It, it never leads us wrong, though. No, no. it's It was absolutely correct. Yeah. This one uh, was on that list, and mm-hmm. I just thought, wow, uh, there are plenty of reasons to watch this episode. <laughs> it's it's chock full of the business. And as we like to say here on the show, we're about to squeeze out all the juice. All of it. All of the He-Man juice. Mm. Hope you got your galoshes on, people. You got to go to Whole Foods for that <laughs> to get the real organic stuff. <laughs> The episode of He-Man we're talking about today uh-huh. is is so chock full of stuff chalk. that we need to break down this plot before we can go any further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Start the clock. Let's do it. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, <laughs> Season 1, Episode 19, originally broadcast October 26th, 1983. Good year. I was about to ask you how the year was. <laughs> this is great. Entitled Quest for He-Man. 
Skeletor magically erases He-Man's memory and banishes him to the world of Trainus, where he helps a sexy bird woman named Gleel fight Plundor, a pink rabbit guy who's destroying Trainus with pollution and big robots. With the help of cosmic beefcake Zodak, He-Man's friends find him and restore his memory in time to defeat Plundor and return Trainus to the verdant, psychedelic landscape it once was. Let me, let me get some of that. Verdant. 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 A verdant. <laughs> <laughs> and with that out of the way, we can move on to discussing this. It really is an acid trip of an episode. It like is. some Joker dosed the filmation water tank uh-huh. with more, acid. More than it already was. <laughs> yeah, more than usual. Yeah. This is the closest we're going to probably get to like a He-Man Disney or a He-Man Looney Tunes crossover. Okay. All right. I, I, I don't know unless they got ones planned in the future. Yeah. Because we've got walking, talking <laughs> animal people with yeah. hilarious accents. Dr. Seuss caricatures all yeah. around. Oh, yeah. Dr. Seuss style landscapes yeah. and flora and fauna, I would say. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know where this came from. I don't know if they were trying out new animators, if the regular <laughs> animators needed a week off, if they were just tired of drawing He-Man related things. Yeah. Because this all, almost this entire episode takes place on this new planet, Trainus, never to be seen again, never to be heard from again, these characters, anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nothing it's not. just something that they invented for this show. Yeah. This whole thing just is a weird, like, I could easily believe that this is actually He-Man's in a coma and he's having a dream about what like his life because yeah. he loses his memory like what his life could be yeah well, that's, <laughs> well like a wizard of oz situation it's like you were there oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. you were there that's true because yeah, right, everybody right. he's going through he's lost his memory and he keeps seeing things that remind him of people he knows so it's really easy to believe like none of this ever happened he just had a coma dream mm-hmm. and, and then comes out of right it. at first the two people he he meet i mean there are people that are like direct descendants from yeah. people that are in his land that you know he deals with on a daily basis yes now uh, how did you feel about Skeletor being featured so little in this episode? Because I, once I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, Travis is going to like quit the podcast if we don't put more Skeletor into this. I thought it was a power move, Will. <laughs> well, how did it make you, how did it work? Did it make me feel powerful? Yeah, to dude. You? Yeah. Cool. I'm totally down to do anything you say. It wow. sucks, man. I'm, yeah, it totally I'm the dom now. Yeah. Somehow we reversed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I didn't like it, man. You know... I love Skelly, man. I do too. I'm Skelly to the core. I do and, too. Um, although I don't own a shirt of his yet, that's the only one I don't own. But you mean like a, like a like a fan thing where you buy a shirt he's worn on eBay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or, or some of his sweat, some of his loincloth sweat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that out there? Probably. I'd buy it. I'll sell um, some to you. Sure. Yeah, man. What, how'd you feel? I was so distracted by everything else that happened in the episode that really, I mean, and the villain we got in his place was great. Was man. hilarious. It was so great. I can't, I just, you know, I kind of forgot. And the fact is, like, Skeletor really is successful in what he does. It Like, he never gets brought to justice after this first appearance of him at the beginning of the episode. He just disappears and never gets to, like, take advantage of the situation that He-Man being gone would present him yeah. and never even is shown again in the episode. So this is one time where it's like, hey, you, you did good, buddy. You did really good. <laughs> now, I don't know when he he learned rhyming magic as a way of casting spells, but that's what he does in this episode. Oh, he yeah. he yeah, just right? says a rhyming thing out loud. <laughs> By the powers of darkness, evil, and fear, I command He-Man's memory to now disappear. <laughs> Doorway, now prove that Skeletor is clever. Sweep He-Man inside you and hold him forever. Sweep him inside you? Yeah. 
So they this the way they set up like He-Man getting trapped here, they send Trapjaw and Triclops, mm-hmm. two of my favorite TR yeah. enemies ever created, and they are attacking the castle of Eternia. And like I don't I just imagine people looking at them at like the soldiers that are there, Tila and He-Man and everybody, and just being like, oh, these guys, these poor guys again. Like, cause every day they're attacking them yeah. and every day they're being put down immediately. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I mean, it's just this whole episode starts off with action right away. Everybody's on flying steeds, everybody's killing everybody. Well, not killing anybody, but you know, they're kicking hurting it, them. They're hurting them. <laughs> they're putting them down. And they, they got freeze guns. Yeah, exactly. And Be careful. Loaded. <laughs> exactly. And they put him down, and it seemed too easy, and there was a reason for that. It was Skeletor's plan to have them be a distraction, which I feel like he did in the first episode we watched. Like, he just sent them to distract—they're just cannon fodder, you know? And I'm not—I mean, one of them seems aware of it, but Trapjaw, he seems a little out of the loop when Uh it comes to all this. (laughs) But they'd go through all that and then have them run away from He-Man and lead him into this just rock escarpment Mm -hmm. that freezes him in place— Skeletor could just kill him probably right then. I guess that's a, a too easy a punishment. I mean, maybe He-Man can't be killed. Well, maybe not. Sending him away, good plan. Could you not think of a better way to get him to walk through <laughs> some rocks? Like, there, there's got to be a better way than sending your people possibly to be hurt and killed or, you know, uh, jailed or whatever. True, true. Like, it seems like very elaborate. It was just an excuse to show us an action scene. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thankful for it, but... But I will say that it, it was a smart plan because it seems like frontline attacking yeah. the Castle Eternia is a dumb enough move. It seems like Skeletor actually would do that. That would be a plan of his is to just attack them. Yeah. So they would never see it coming. He played into his own stupidity, mm. his own character. Skeletor. He erases He-Man's memory with a rhyme. Mildly. I don't know if he just <laughs> read a new book <laughs> about yeah. it, you know, read, or he saw that on a cartoon in yeah. Eternia, you know, because that's a very cartoony thing to do. It's the it's the hottest new song out there in Eternia. Oh, baby. Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I don't. I don't keep up with it. I okay. I, I don't subscribe to Eternia Times, <laughs> Eternia Weekly. <laughs> but yeah, He Man is when he's sent through uh, this portal or whatever it is by Skeletor's spell. It is a psychedelic trip. Yep. <laughs> to end all all Grateful Dead shows. <laughs> like what it actually looks like. It, apparently, other dimensions just equals random geometric shapes uh-huh. and colors, and that's actually very. Uh, there was a the original Doctor Strange comics released in the '60s from Marvel were exactly like what they showed us. Like they almost copied them. I would oh, really? say, like, we're just like spheres with random tentacles coming out yeah, of them, yeah, yeah. and these weird kaleidoscopic backgrounds. I mean, some of that's just your standard issue psychedelia, but like that, some of that was just like this is ripped out of a comic. <laughs> your, your standard standard issue. Psychedelia. Well, yeah. I mean, there's just some you know standard bullshit that was like yeah. on every album cover or the back of every album cover or for on, a few years. On every third grader's trapper keeper. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Remember? Yeah, the, yeah I know what you're talking about. All those. Yeah, it was just you're just your. Basic, like, hey, this is what weirdness looks like. <laughs> Colors and other shapes that you're not used to. Yeah. I guess. Get like me. He's thrown through all that. I, I think uh, Skeletor calls it the... The, cro- the crossroads. The crossroads. It's there the you crossroads. go. The crossroads. He'll see you at the crossroads. <laughs> so waiting for that Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> song to play. Well, it's perfect because he could have been in Bone Thugs because he's Skeletor. Dude. Bone. Bone. Drop that bone, Mike, <laughs> you mother. Trainus, uh, this is another situation where there's a whole world... With its own story, people, characters with their own backgrounds, and we're expected to absorb them and understand them 
within a 20 minute cartoon with other things going on in it. <laughs> like kind of like with the Bambite bears, yeah. you know, in the other episode yeah. and in Thundercats with the burbles, like the real bear burbles, they real bear, real bear burbles. <laughs> They, it's like this whole world has this whole like arc to it that's already occurred. Yeah. And He-Man's just playing like he's in the last chapter of their story. Yeah. He comes in and saves yeah. them. Yeah, he's always in the cleanup. The yeah, cleanup, yeah, uh, he spot, just gets yeah. to be the hero. Yeah. This is, I guess, a fairly woke episode environmentally. Dude, listen, days past Tooncast message, you got to stay woke. If you don't get woke, you can't be woke. Correct. If you ain't woke, you're sleeping. Because there's an environmentalist message here. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like they had to travel to a made-up new place <laughs> populated by animal people this to teach been, us this that. This could have been a problem on Eternia. On Eternia, yeah, easily, yeah, I, I easily. So I, I don't understand. I have to assume that something was going on behind the scenes that they felt the need to introduce a bird-headed bikini babe and a bunny-headed really bikini man is what yeah, yeah. These two characters, Gleedal and Plundor, Gleedal just sounds like random letters thrown together. Uh-huh. They just said, what's it? Uh, the needle. Okay, well, we'll just replace it with these other the GL. When I wrote Gleedal, um, I actually made the G also a D. <laughs> I, couldn't, I didn't know what I was hearing at the time. It was a little hard to tell what they were saying. The Gleedal. She sounds like... Like a Disney, if you had a Disney show that had an anthropomorphic, like, fur coat come to life. Yeah. Oh, I do say, my good fellow. Stop. Stop. What are you doing? You must be one of Plunder's <laughs> evil <laughs> Well, I know how to deal with you, monster. I went easy on you this time. Oh, but dear. if I ever see you harming another Schminovit, then I suppose you're not one of Plunder's hench thugs, hmm? Now that you mention it... You do look like a stranger to these parts. My name is Gleedal. I look after <laughs> Just the made animals. Up fucking nonsense What's names. Gleedal. Gleedal. Anyway, she's such a weird mishmash of a full-on bird head, uh-huh. like from almost from a Hanna Barbera thing, on a pink-skinned bikini body, like yes. a, a sweet bod. I yes. will say, she is very well built, like athletic, large breasts, but boobs, butts, and thigh-high <laughs> boots. Like that's what she's all about. <laughs> She shows She's up. My <laughs> yeah. Like she shows up, and that voice coming out of her—it's like if Angela Lansbury's voice came out of some like Maxim Babe or something yeah. like that. It's really weird. It, do, <laughs> it does make you feel weird. Yeah. Tell me, doesn't it? Well, this it? whole thing is weird. This whole planet, like the, it, its backdrop, is very. Um, I think you mentioned Escher. Yeah. There's Escher, MC, like an Escher painting. MC, Escher, right? MC Escher? Yeah. yeah, he was a big DJ in the eighties. <laughs> Shout Very out. influential. All those, all those kids to MC to us, yeah. DJ Escher. But also it reminds some of it reminds me of Salvador Dali because Dali. things look like they're melting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, things yeah. that yeah. should not be melting are melting. And it's it's very barren because of the environmental waste that's been laid to it by this guy, this rabbit man, Plundor. DJ Rabbit. Yeah, DJ MC Rabbit. Escher. It reminded me of some of these European more adult cartoons like um Heavy Metal. Did you ever see Heavy Metal? Okay. okay, Travis just gave me the one eye closed. I'm going crazy. Are you kidding I've me? Seen that. Face. And then like that, it reminded me of stuff from that it, yeah. because you've got this chick with a bird head who looks like she's going to like 
springs some mind-blowing sex on He-Man. Like she's gonna like make him become a man in that moment. He's gonna have a trip from the sex they're having. That's what it seems like is gonna happen. So, yeah, so hard that that when they get there to save him, he's like, "No, I'm, I'm good." Yeah, and he's just like he's tr- totally uh, communal hippie life at that point. This is home now. Yeah. I am home. What are you talking about? But also there was- He's just wearing a burgundy um, yeah. jumpsuit. <laughs> there's also, but there was also this uh, French cartoon called Fantastic Planet. Oh, I That got brought over here. You've seen that? No, I haven't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, giant blue humanoids are ruling the, the planet and they have these little tiny naked humans that they lord themselves over. And it's a really weird cartoon that I don't know why it was brought over out of all the things in the world that could be brought over. And like, I think the mid seventies, it's just really disjointed and weird. And this kind of faded pastelish background look to everything really is what the backgrounds often look like on here. Yeah. Aside from the Dr. Seuss stuff that you also mentioned. <laughs> the fish hopping out of the water. And oh man. Away. It, okay. So, the land has been ruined. I don't know why, what Plundor's plan really was. <laughs> like, it turns into something else, but he has a factory uh-huh. that is in the shape of a rabbit head, and is the two ears... This is good design, I'll it say. Is the two ears yeah. are two, like, silos going yeah, up into yeah. the sky, two releasing smog, yeah. and it's just like a like a miniature factory in the middle of uh, wasteland. Like, I don't know what used to be on this planet, mm-hmm. except for a bird lady and her animal friends, but we see how he is brought to extinction. These colorful animals... It seems like mostly they just have animals like we have, but colored other colors, like a, a really sad blue duck, yep. a despondent deer that's yeah, colored pink. pink. Deer, yep. There there are these little pink things that I cannot remember the name of. Is it Shvanovit? It's They sound like Yiddish. Shvanovit. Shvanovit. <laughs> they, like, they sound like Yiddish names. They're basically just like dollops of jelly yeah. that have legs and just run around without and, mouths. Yeah, you said everything's cute that doesn't have a mouth, right? That's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah, they're cuter for not having mouths. <laughs> you don't know how they feel except for by their, eye, their oh, eyes. Man. But then... So they're showing us just how bad everything is. The Even the river is so d- <laughs> polluted that this yellow fish straight off of the cover of one fish, two fish, uh-huh. red fish, blue fish yeah. jumps out holding its nose and like looks at the water. just like, ah, oh, I can't believe this and walks away in a He-Man cartoon where you have men who are drawn almost photorealistically. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so unmatched. Large swaths of this are just completely from another cartoon. I feel like they. this is another situation where I wonder if they just had like a, this is a clearinghouse for unused character designs right. and concepts that were never going to be accepted. But it's like, holy shit, we're way behind. Throw it all out there. Uh-huh. Throw it all in there. We've already yeah. animated this fish. Let's fucking do it. They're like, even even her? They, they show, show up a picture of Gleedle? Especially her. Yeah, get her ass in there. You know what her voice sounds like, right? You ha- you know some some guys that are our age or a little bit older had to have had a sexual awakening to Gleedle, the bird Bro. lady. And they have this weird fetish, like they're looking for a very particular kind of woman at (laughs) Comic-Con each year. She has to eat worms. They need a six-year-old woman with a great bod (laughs) as part of it. (laughs) A very proper British woman. So Plundor, I don't know why he started this factory, what it does, except that by the end of it, we find out that he has somehow turned the life essence of the planet into this green liquid that he keeps in a Bunsen burner or like a beaker. (laughs) Branded with his... uh... He puts bunny faces on everything, (laughs) but they never play... like. I don't know if they're being subtle by never mentioning that or if it's just an idea that was half-baked because it's like he seems like they're trying to play him up like he's a corporate guy, Yeah, but... He and who who doesn't care about what happens to the earth, like a Captain Planet villain, basically. Right. But he 
has a like a the bot the basement of his factory is all of these melting like computer faces and clocks coming out of the walls and then a beaker that has green liquid in it that is the source of life on the planet yeah that's magic that's not science if you ask me <laughs> um and he's gonna sell it for money yeah to for Amer- American dollars. American dollars. So when when he mentions money, it cuts to again. This is a supposedly a different planet. I believe this might just be an apocalyptic Looney Tunes world. Right, you know, like this is yeah. what happens in the far future. Yeah, because everybody like his voice, just like this nasally. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> nasally as hell. Looks like a Bugs Bunny, like a pink Bugs Bunny, if he was on steroids and wore a monokini. Just beefcaked out, son. He, he should have gone. I don't know why he didn't just fight He-Man. Because uh-huh. he could have easily gone toe-to-toe with him, I would but say. But instead, he goes with that middle button on his throne. <laughs> he sits on an Egyptian throne <laughs> straight out of Pharaoh's tomb. I, I just Tut, don't... Tut would have been lucky to have had yeah, this throne. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if he showed up with the plan of stealing the planet's <laughs> life source yeah. or what, but that's what he's done. And now I don't know who he would sell it to. Like, what is the use for something like that? What's the market price for something like that? I guess is the question. <laughs> I was just going to put it on eBay, like train his life source. <laughs> but yeah, he's trying to tempt He-Man, who's lost his memory, but not his morals. Oh, rise and shine. Time to give up. I am Plunder, the rightful ruler of trainers. How, how would you like to help me become the richest man in the universe? I may not remember where I came from or even what my name is, but I know what you're doing to this world is wrong. Yes. Oh, then you and Gleedle can both stay in my dungeon forever. Dungeon. My love voice is dungeon. <laughs> you can't take the morals out of the He-Man. You can't, dude. Can't do it. You can take the He-Man out of the city, but you can't take, take the, the morals out of the, out of the He-Man. He-Man. I feel like those don't have to be exclusive, mutually exclusive. <laughs> well, and if he went to the big city, he might lose his morals, but he mm-hmm. won't. He refuses. That, he'd probably be like a Calvin Klein model. Or oh, something. baby. You know what I'm yeah. Well, the first thing they do is cut his hair. He, he, yeah. He'd be on the um, the billboard. Yeah. Doing the hard flex. Yeah. yeah. Just the hard flex. He, he knows all the right poses. All of a sudden, he, he's on the uh, commercial, like with the ladder. Behind, remember the old Cal- <laughs> remember the old Calvin Klein commercials yeah. where they'd be like, "What do you mean to me?" You know, they're like just talking. They're to the talking camera. to the camera yeah. about stuff. He's like, "It's like back on Eternia." Mm-hmm. He's talking about all those days. Mm-hmm. Skeletor said yeah. this. His belly button just showing because oh. his shirt's not covering. Yeah, but he doesn't have nipples or belly button, as far as oh. I remember. <laughs> that, he, that's he does in this world. They would add them back. Yes, they would. Uh, he would have the surgery for it. <laughs> <laughs> they do re- reconstructive belly button surgery for people. So I they could do that for him it. if they could operate on him though, because like Superman can't be operated on. So why could He Man? Can't Super, cut that skin. Superman? You'd have, to get, you'd have to get a kryptonite scalpel. That's true. No joke. I've seen it done. <laughs> <laughs> you don't no, know how really? serious I am. Yeah, in the comics. Okay. Yeah, but not in, li- not no, in my not, life. Bro. Well, I thought you were going to make fun of me. <laughs> no. <laughs> when he talks about selling the life force for money, yeah. they cut to gold coins just stacks of it. Pearls. And, then, and there's and pearls. pearls. Yeah, you're right. There's pearls. And then American greenbacks. Just like in stack, fat stacks of greenbacks. And that, so that's what makes me think, because he also, like, there are other things that happen in this, things that he references and something that happens at the end that make me think this is kind of, like, connected to our world. He is in cahoots. 
with our world. Yeah. yeah, he's selling this to, I don't know, like some some evil congressman from our world. He's a terrorist. He is an environmental terrorist for yes. sure. Because at the end, he w- when he's been defeated and he's working on like restoring the world because they basically enslave him. Yeah. <laughs> That's his punishment. <laughs> so he has to undo what he did. Yeah. He's in a 1920s criminal outfit. Like if you're in the black and on the white stripes gang. on the yeah. train gang and you have the, the train gang, the chain gang. <laughs> and you, I'm a member of the train gang. And he has like the little hat, the little hat that's black and white mm-hmm. stripe as well. Yeah. Like those are earth things. These are from earth. Why are they here? Earth. Like that's so that's what makes me think it's not our earth, but it is a like a bad future for the Looney Tunes earth. Uh-huh. And this is what it devolves into is buxom bird ladies and bunny boys. Buxom. <laughs> There's all the B words I can think of. <laughs> Back on Eternia, they go through their own journey, I would say, because his friends are, hey, where's my He-Man gone? They go to the sorceress of Castle Grayskull, and she says, I don't know. I don't know how to help you, but we can call on this guy, Zodak. I've seen him around in the pictures of like the figures and stuff like that. I, I looked it I up. Ne- I'd never seen him before. I'd seen, I, I just remember thinking the, the name was cool because it's close to Zodiac, you know? Yeah. And she just calls out into space. The sorcerer is just like, I call on the rider of the spaceways, Zodak, and he's just this light in the a sky. A orb, but just floating yeah, to him. who just yeah. comes down immediately. <laughs> like, he just call, uh, he immediately is at her beck and call. Yeah, like a falling star, yeah. He is not explained at all what he is or what he does. This is his first appearance in the entire series. So... They don't, he's very mysterious. Like people, fans have a lot of theories about him. They don't know his story. He is basically a Chippendales <laughs> dancer from Sirius B or yep, whatever. Yep. Same same body mold from Prince Adam. He's showing probably even more beef than the average yeah, <laughs> Eternian male. Yeah. He has gloves and boots. <laughs> then, Eternian <laughs> male. But then like all the, all the man meat, all the cosmic beef cakery. Yeah. And then just the little undies. Cosmic suspenders <laughs> and then his like some kind of symbol on his chest, like just pretty much what everybody wears. Uh-huh. And his mask is bug eyed and he has the most lilting, relaxing voice. So calming. My thanks, Zodak, for coming so quickly. With the fate of Eternia's champion at stake, I could do no less. Oh, his voice could hypnotize you Zodak. though. Sir, I love his voice. Could you really bring back He Man? Though I observe all that happens in the cosmos, Orko, I cannot use my powers to change things. Why not? I can, however, give you this. <laughs> give you this stick. The wand will work with your magic and will guide you. I can tell you no more than that. And they really turn up all the bass <laughs> on his voice as if to say, I am all-knowing and all-present. Just one of these guys that says he can't help you because he can't interact with anything, and then he immediately does something to help you and interact with everything. Yeah. It's, it's such I, a fucking waste. I know too much. You don't know what I will do if I help you. But he he is very relaxing. I really wanted him to talk more. He's the one that takes the moral at the end of the episode, which you, is really great. You would hate this guy to help you, though. In you real life, well, I, I would be like, you need to talk faster, sir. I need you to talk normal and be a person for once. He's very much uh, this weird mix of there's a DC character and a Marvel character from comics that he is one that he's clearly a rip of on, on purpose. Metatron. No, Metron, I'm sorry, is a character from the New Gods in DC Comics. Uh-huh. And he is a guy yeah. with a weird 
about he is wearing the opposite of what Zodak is wearing. He's wearing like a full body suit yeah. that covers everything but his face. Zodak's wearing a head head covering helmet and basically nothing. He's got that space tan going, you know? He's like he tanner than, than yeah. most of them. Like he's really by the sun a lot. Oh, oh yeah. Metron is a new god who basically is like this very smart guy, brings news of things, and he's on a floating chair. He's just a smart he's guy. He's on a floating chair. He's just a smart guy. But he's on this floating metal chair. Now, Zodax looks more like a space toilet. The way that it's like, and they don't explain anything about him. They just say he's cosmic and that he comes from space. If a man arrives on a space toilet, you have to say something about it. Somebody has to address this. Yeah. I mean, no one does. Yeah, it's like I did ask. I was like, wait, can he walk? Well, yeah, exactly. And we, we find out he does. On, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, well, then why are you on the fucking chair? If you're so powerful, why are you even on a chair, man? But he, 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 what, how he helps is he says, I can't do anything to help you, but here's a wand. Here's a stick. Here's a, essentially, it is the most boring design. <laughs> it is a magician's wand, but painted yellow that he gives to Orko, the, the court magician, who, who's the least good with magic, it seems like. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. And they, he just says, this will lead you where you need to go. And they hop into the time corridor. Never heard of it. Maybe it's appeared on the show before, but I wouldn't know if it hadn't because they just. First and last appearance. Yeah. They throw shit in and they, no explanation necessary. It's time corridor. I love that Zodak pretty much tells them who needs to go for no reason. He's just like, Orko, Ram Man. I'm saying Ram Man broke me up. Cringer, you will go. And it's just like basically so that the animators only have to deal with drawing three people, yeah. I would say. But like, but no explanation given as to why more, like more of this army of characters that He-Man knows can't go right. to save him. Yeah. They come up with one bullshit reason why Man at Arms needs to stay to protect the kingdom. But like there's 20,000 other people that could go. <laughs> Hey guys, Will from the Days Past Tooncast here, and I want to tell you about The Lost Toys. This is a new toy store in Dallas, Texas, serving the DFW, that's Dallas-Fort Worth, for you out-of-town folks, area. They buy, sell, and trade hard-to-find vintage toys from the 1970s, 1980s, and 1990s, as well as many modern toys and collectibles. I've been there. Travis has been there. We can both account for this. Under oath, I will say that they have all of those things, perhaps even more. It's a great store. Every room you walk into, it's like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. The Thundercats taste like Thundercats. The Brave Star tastes like Brave Star. The Dino Riders taste like Dino Riders. You don't even have to be in or from Dallas or the DFW area, Dallas-Fort Worth area, to appreciate this place. You can still grab toys from their collection for low, low prices online. Go check them out at thelost.toys. I didn't know .toys was a thing we could do. I don't know if that's a new governmental branch, a toy branch. I'm going to have to check into that. I'll ask Travis about it. But I mean, opening up their site here right away, I see Batman, Bravestar, Centurions, Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos, I'll take 15, Dino Riders, Ghostbusters, G.I. Joe, Gremlins, what? Hey, hey, my masters of the universe! It's just a, a murderous row of toys that have been lost, found, incarcerated, and now they're on sale. And you can buy them in person or online. 
1451 Empire Central Suite 700 next to Top Gun here in Dallas. Or you can go to thelost.toys. Check out The Lost Toys. You know we love them. And at the end of every month, the last Saturday of every month, they do a toy swap meet. Travis and I went there last month. We had a wonderful time and we documented it. You'll be hearing about that very soon on an upcoming episode. These people are dedicated to the toy community and the toy message. They are on brand when it comes to toys. The Lost Toys. The Lost Dot Toys. Type it in your internet browser, hit enter, and enjoy. When they travel through the time corridor, there is a hilarious animation of just space background, you know, mm-hmm. like moving like you're like you're in Star Wars and you're flying around. It's just constantly going. And then you have Ram Man, who's a, just a weird looking. He looks like like a, a miniature juggernaut kind of from X-Men. Yep. Yep. Uh, him, Cringer and Orko are just, it's like they're doing a groovy little surfer uh-huh. dance <laughs> through space. <laughs> it's supposed to be that they're floating, but right. they're just kind of shaking their arms and their hips. Like, da 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 Filmation was able to save a little bit of money with that. Uh, use yes. some animation, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they're told that this wand is going to lead them to He-Man. I don't really remember how the wand really plays into much of anything. The minute they get there... The only thing that it does is... It's, it starts glowing to tell them they're getting closer to He Man. That's but it. At some, I mean, <laughs> upon arriving, they find his sword that he lost. Yeah. And Ram Man, who has been around He Man for 19 episodes at this point, he says, "Hey, there's a nice back scratch that you got there." Like he's <laughs> he's the kind of dumb that you only get in the Northeast. Ooh. <laughs> and he's got the accent. He's got the accent of your typical, like, duh, what do you mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> this is the only way to fly. Wow! Hey, guys! What a fucking look at idiot. Swell back scratcher someone lost. <laughs> lost. That's a swell back scratcher somebody lost. Still no other sign of He Man. Uh, <laughs> he Man, look, it's us. <laughs> he Man? Mom, look at me. You're not looking at me, Mom. I'll take care of these guys. These guys. I'll say one thing for these guys. They sure know how to have fun. I'm telling you, I love these strawberry jelly people. Let's go home. what? Schminovitz. Which way'd he go? Which way'd he go? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even realize that this is He-Man's sword. Right. How? It's a very specific looking sword. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but they find that, and so they take that with them, and Cringer, because he knows He-Man and can smell the sword, he's going to smell them out. So if he's leading them by his nose, what fucking purpose does the wand have? I don't know, man. I think it's just some bullshit to bring Zodak in. Yeah, or may- maybe just led them to that planet, and then went from there. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel Shoot, like I'm that's out. good enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I-, I can't accept that, Travis. That's just not acceptable. How many credits, though? Do I just- Zero. <laughs> Zero credits? Zero. You get negative two. Oh, you got yeah. demerits. <laughs> But they are on trainus and they are seeking out our good buddy, He-Man, and his new pal, the bird lady, Gleedal. Gleedal. Plundor, the rabbit man, is what, just like Skeletor, <laughs> he watches from a screen that has, he has, he must have cameras everywhere just like Skeletor does, because mm-hmm. he's just watching them from the sky yeah. as they walk around. He turns to, when, he, when the reveal of him comes up, he just like, he's talking to himself watching them, and he's like, you know, I could use He-Man to help me accomplish my goals. <laughs> and then he turns around and he says, me, 
Plundor to the camera. Yeah. Just like Bugs Bunny would. Hmm. So that whiny do-gooder Gleedle <laughs> has found herself a new friend. This is insane. He's a powerful looking brute, whatever he is. Such a creature might be of great use to me. Me, Plundor the Spoiler. <laughs> Who's he talking to? <laughs> Even Skeletor doesn't turn around and say, Me, Skeletor! <laughs> like, he's he's above that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I guess that's what Plundor wants is like, he's like, well, I can use He-Man. I don't really know why. He's already accomplished his goal. He doesn't need He-Man. Involving He-Man in his plan is what stops his plan. Because Gleedle and He-Man are hanging out, and he sends egg-shaped rabbit robots. Yeah. Robots. <laughs> egg droids. Egg rob- robots. They're great. They're actually pretty well designed. And that's where He-Man can really let loose. He still remembers how to kick ass. Oh, yeah. And he, for once, can actually punch and kick and do Taekwondo on people because... They're robots. It's okay. And that seems to happen a lot. He's committing murder with these robots. He's murdering these robots. (laughs) These robots have families and 401ks and hopes and dreams. I think only one robot gets thrown into the atmosphere. The rest of them actually get demolished. He just punches them until they're dead. And it's awesome. Like, he looks great. He's (laughs) spinning around doing roundhouse kicks and everything. I don't know where he would ever be good at that because he's never had to fight like that. Usually it's just pick up throw. Mm-hmm. Pick up throw. The bit, the bit large man style of, of wrestling. He-Man does defeat a few of those robots, but they, they get knocked out by gas. He-Man, He-Man's very susceptible Sleep to gas. gas. It seems like he's been <laughs> gassed a few times. That's the secret to getting to He-Man is gassing the guy. Yeah. Like, I keep that in mind if you ever have a loose He-Man in your house, an infestation of He-Man. Just you're going to have to gas it and get an exterminator out. Bomb it. A He-Man hotel that you put... <laughs> I don't know what the what you would put in it to draw his attention. I don't know what he likes. He has no vices. He's incorruptible. Pure. <laughs> Gleedal and He-Man are taken to the factory. Yeah. <laughs> this factory there's a factory on He-Man. Plundor is talk, you know, brings them to his, his little castle. It looks like a castle, kind yeah. of. But I want to call it a castle. It's actually a factory. And that's where he takes him down to the lab and all that stuff's happening. Well, the woman. Birdwoman, Gleedle, Gleedle, had a cat friend <laughs> that wandered off and runs into He-Man's friends, including mm-hmm, Cringer. Mm-hmm. Cringer has a conversation with the cat who doesn't speak, but Cringer just goes like, growl, <laughs> gnash teeth. Like he just does, says these things out loud and knows what it says. And it answers with one one growl back. And he gets all the, it's like, it's like the joke where it's just like, it's like on Wayne's World, I think, where somebody speaks one word yeah. and then the subtitles go on for oh, minutes yeah, at a yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By how the word dude is said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again, even Cringer's nose only brought them so far. He says, it's so polluted here, I can't even smell. And then he runs into the cat. It's just by chance they run into the cat that leads them to finding or- He-Man. And Orko calls him a, calls it a pooch. That's right. What the hell? It's not a pooch. It's Maybe that was an old script thing. It used to be a dog. And then they figured it needs to be a cat. It was changed at the last minute. Or Orko doesn't know what dogs and cats are. He's not very smart. I'll give you that. He is very dedicated to He-Man, though. Like, he's he is spearheading this whole thing. And he stepped into that leadership role. Kudos to Orko. He did a good job. He did. He man. did great. But that's how they find they get led back to He-Man. And the solution is just to throw him his sword and tell him to recite by the power of Castle Grayskull, 
I have the power. And yeah. he does it like perf- almost perfectly as he would have said it before. I guess that's muscle memory at play. I guess so. I but mean, that- v- a very mild form of amnesia. Yeah, exactly. For this, this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, if that's amnesia, I run into that daily. I'm I suffer from t- it all yeah, the time. Definitely, man. Most of the time when we're doing the show, I forget something. Yeah. <laughs> I need to remember it. Like two, two times a day, you can sign me up for that. And he goes through the transformation again about 17 minutes in. So yep. we have the fastest transformation ever we've had on the show at about a minute, 50 seconds. And then all the way at the end of the show, we have it again. Reuse that animation, baby. Any You can squeeze it. I would, be, I would love to see an episode where every three minutes he has, I have the power. It's out there. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a compilation of every time he did it. But it's the same animation. You wouldn't be able to tell. You could just play it the That's same true. every time. It, it just slightly shifts. Yeah, it's just pulled out, pulled in. And now we've got our He-Man back. And he is ready to kick ass. Kicks those rabbits' or asses. Throw, well, or just throw things. Luckily, out. he's fighting robots, so you know he. I don't think. I don't know if he actually uses a sword on any of them. Maybe that's a little too graphic. Yeah, I think even so. on robots, but he punches the hell out of them. But he he does use his AK forty seven. He just pulls it out. He just takes like two katana blades and tortures them with it. The day is saved when. <laughs> The Rabbit Man. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to call it Plundor is hard because Plundar is something that's in Thundercats. Plundar yes, is where yes. the mutants are from. Plundor. Plundorable. He's Plundorian. He's Plundorable. He's Plundor- he is Plundorable. He is pretty cute. Yeah. He'd be kind of hard to wrap your arms around, though. Yeah. Broad back and shoulders. Strong farm working hands. <laughs> strong back. Yeah. Very strong back. Sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do put him to work at the end, so I guess yeah. that's good. Uh-huh. Use those muscles for good. He sets it up so that the he, he's basically just trying to have this green goo that is the life essence of this entire planet. Right. But he pours it from the beaker into a rocket that is branded with his brand of the pink bunny face. <laughs> pink bunny it's, brand. It is the pink bunny or no blue bunny. Isn't that an ice cream brand? Yes. Okay. It's just that basically, but it's pink. <laughs> and it's a rocket. It is like a NASA rocket <laughs> that gets fired off. He-Man rides it out, uh, Dr. Strangelove style, and just manages to <laughs> fuck it up enough that it explodes in the sky and all the green stuff. Cascades over the whole universe. Yeah. And makes the planet magically, mm-hmm. like not even like in a way that you see stuff growing. It just fades from being gray and shitty to bright and psychedelic extra psychedelic pinks purples and greens baby yeah it's all you need (laughs) and that's how you know you're on a drug trip (laughs) the solution is just to make the rabbit man do labor for the rest of his life until the planet's back to how it should be hard 1920s labor oh yeah like he will be tortured and shot on the spot if he speaks up (laughs) if he says anything sideways to anybody sound of the man and they just leave him. They just leave him there with, with Bird Lady and it's done. They say he has to go back to Eternia to deal with Skeletor, but we never see Skeletor. So he never gets to come up on this one. We got some more uh, vengeance over here we got to deal with. I guess. Uh, I think Skeletor just gets away with it. I think he goes home and takes a nap, he man. I mean, after after all that he's been through that day, take a nice royal <laughs> nap. Oh, he deserves it. He does deserve it. Mm-hmm. And his friends deserve a nap too because, you know, they saved his ass. Zodak comes back for your He-Man. You know, you got to have a moral. You got to. If Lou Scheimer of Filmation is involved, (laughs) you're going to have a moral. The man is moral through and through Uh as this He-Man. 
as is Zodak, apparently, the strong environmentalist message. For once, the moral is well put, uh-huh. brought out, like, it makes sense with the episode. And, and sometimes it, uh, these morals are the only new animation you're going to see in the <laughs> that's whole right, show. That's right. That's right. Because at the end of it, Zodak lands a space toilet, and he's telling you, well, here, they just play new anim- old animation from the episode. Like, they show the, the yeah, multicolored yeah. animals looking sad again, yeah. and all that shit. But he's like, There's, it's happening right now on your planet. It's happening. It's happening. And he rides the space toilet and then he lands and what appears over him at the end of this message, but a rainbow, a rainbow. This is a Captain Planet moral. I think this is they they should have had Captain Planet make an early appearance. Yeah. Think think of. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe that maybe Zodak is like Captain Planet's manifestation in that world. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can go with that. But I'm it's a good. Go with it. For once, it's like it's a, a message that makes sense for yeah. the episode. Well put. But yeah, it's it's like it couldn't get more corny, I guess, with the rainbow over him at the end. <laughs> a surefire finish. Oh, a beautiful one. Gorgeous finish. Yeah. A finish probably fit for a, a Little Pony, My Little Pony cartoon. True. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thus, the quest for He Man is completed. Dunzos. Dunzos. I wanna know who was on the show! Cast! 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 As per usual for these filmation episodes, uh, nothing special going on with the voice cast. Yeah, the same janitors. The same janitors. Uh, well, it's really just Lou, John Irwin, Lindy, Lindy, Linda, what's her face? And yeah. uh, and Alan Oppenheimer playing everybody. I think John Irwin, uh, who played He-Man, I believe he played Zodak? Mm-hmm. But I mean, seriously, this is the same exact four yeah. people that are in every episode of this. I mean, Lou, I don't know how many Lou Shimers we had on screen at once, but it's it's probably up to three or four guys that he's playing wow. just to save them bucks. The man, the myth, the legend. Not just trying to keep those cartoons in the good old U.S. of A. Yeah. And Travis, you know what else comes from the U.S. of A? Um, toys? High quality toys. <laughs> toys. Better check your watch. Cause it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. Oh yeah. Oh baby, we're in the mojo. All right, Will. Yeah. I've created a toy dossier of sorts here. Okay. Vet these toys for me. Let's do it, buddy. All right, this first one's going to be the Plundor. Plundor the Rabbit Man. I think I sent you the front and back shot. Yeah, I wanted to get a nice butt shot. (laughs) They always pay good attention to those hammies, you know? They want to, they really make sure that, actually his calves are way more developed than his hams. Uh, Yeah, I mean. This is a broad back if you've ever seen one, so this proves it. I'll back you on that. Yeah. All right, man, so this one um, is definitely a loosey-goosey. It's as loose as loose gets, and that's loose morals out of the package. Um, he's not even wearing clothes, he's really. Not, he's not. He, he's actually missing. Uh, I think he's missing his little vest. I mean, is that what it, we want? It's a reverse vest. Yeah. It's like as opposed to covering <laughs> the sides and being open in the middle. It just covers the middle, and it's uh, and there's nothing on the sides. Right. You know? <laughs> All right, man. Um, so this one was a uh, a re-released um, 2008. Plundor from MOTU. Was there an original one that was released? No, I tried. I, I didn't think one. so. So yeah, this is this is from the like they were started. They were doing re-releases, correct? Kind yeah. of like updated sculpts of these MOTU figures, mm-hmm. and they do they look great. They really look good. They do, man. Yeah. Um, so this ship straight out of the Orient. Will I don't know if that matters. <laughs> I mean, it matters to people who were trading opium in the early 1900s. Oh, yeah. If you're using words like Orient. <laughs> 
<laughs> we just got flagged, Travis. Thank no you. Doubt, no doubt. I'm sorry. All right. So this is a seven inch uh, toy. As I said, loose morals. Seven full inches. Mm-hmm. Do you think that any of that? I mean, he's got kind of tall bunny ears. So how much of his inches do you think are bunny ears? Uh, I'd say that would probably account for half an inch. I- inch and a half. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Damn. Nah, maybe an inch, Boyfriend. Maybe just an inch. Yeah. At most. You don't know what you're talking about. Lucy Goosey. What do you got, <laughs> Lucy buddy? Lucy Goosey. Uh, $20. Well. Yeah. Twenty dollars and eighty nine cents on eBay, shit. Win, buddy. Wow. I win. Okay, do I win it? Y- yeah, you get it right now. Here we go. You know what? That's not cool, man. Don't act like you oh, have it oh, and then. You're, oh, you're still throw you're, me some random shit. You're expecting it. Okay, I get yeah. you. Next up, if you're ready, always pull up the triclops, please, sir. I want this man this is so a, bad. This is a very. Fuzzy, this is my favorite villain. It's a very fuzzy picture, but that's what I have. It's okay. Is that an eBay way as well, good sir? Oh, this is another, uh, I believe, seven inch toy. Um, this one's in a package. This is pristine. This is pristine package. PP I like it. At I the like it. Past Tomcast. I think this was the, uh, I don't know if this was the 2008. I think this was a 2013. Uh, oh, shit. On this one. So less of a vintage. Less of a vintage, but don't let that fool you. I'm detecting Will. notes of coffee and chocolate. It, like, it's a wine joke. Oak. Yeah. <laughs> oak. Yeah. Very, very yeah. oak. Oak tasting. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Triclops. In the package, yep. pristine as the day he was born, 2013. Uh, Mattel, yes, sir. So let's say ten ten dollars for every year it's been out. So Ooh, okay, fifty dollars. You're that's pretty decent math you did there. But no, sir, this is going for hundred and twenty dollars. Damn. Once again, this is what they're asking for. Yeah. All right, buddy. Okay. Will, if you want to pull up that array of characters that are on the wooden floor. Yeah. Well, how many we got here? We got one. <laughs> you got nineteen. What? Yes, 19 um, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe action figures. These are You all- wouldn't let me get away with just saying it that way, by the way. <laughs> He-Man and the Masters of the Universe! <laughs> why Why do you lose your ability to I enunciate? Yumbos! <laughs> I don't know. Get off me. I don't know what this voice is you're doing. It's I crazy. Know, I know. Ooh. I'm seeing some faces I like, right? And some bods Bro, I like. This is this is a really good deal. I, I almost don't want to tell this one on air because how much is it? You and get, name some of the guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, nine- why am I asking you how much it is? That was a genuine question. <laughs> I, I know. I, I heard it. So yeah, 19 of these, buddy. And this is on eBay. So let's talk about some of the people we yes, see sir, here. Shall got we, a Skeletor. Yep. We got Skunkor, the smelly one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, smelly one. The smelly one. Yeah. We got a moss, uh, snake man face. Uh, Ram Man is in there. Uh, you also have Jitsu, or Jitsu. Oh God, that's a terrible. <laughs> he's the he's the one. He's the middle one on the front. Yeah, left. I know. You got uh, Triclops. You got um, oh the the bug guy that was in the Shira episode we did. Yep. <laughs> Man, this is a this is a oh and the two two headed guy. Yeah, buddy. Man, you got two Prince Adams. It's pretty. It's pretty great, man. I don't even see the. Oh, okay. I see Prince one Adam. Prince Adam, one He Man. Yeah. 19 characters, yeah. all loose as the uh-huh. day they could be, uh, as the day is long. All, all just birthed. All missing any accessories, it looks like. Um, used, but nice. 19 characters. Yes, sir. I mean, if we're going to put them at five bucks a pop, that's 50 plus 45 is 95. Let's make it around $100. 189 smackaroonies. Hey, I didn't go over, though. Our will, last but not least, is a little cosplay. You know, I like to grab at least one cosplay item. I know you love it. I do love it. It's your way of saying, I really wish I was cosplaying right now. <laughs> From Blossom Accessories, you can get these. 
I thought you were just like, from Blossom to Full House, the television of 1994. No, 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 no. So, yeah. So, Blossom Accessories. Um, got a little cosplay. Got a He-Man. Uh-huh. Um, it's pretty a pretty good quality. You have, the, you have, like, the little foam muscles all around you. I mean, his head is so small for that body, though. <laughs> That just seems his like his hands and his head seem like they were grafted onto a larger man. It's very off putting. Wow, that is a really no. It's really good. Yeah. It's just weird when you have to wear a bodysuit of somebody who's mostly exposing their flesh. It's weird. You're gonna have a weird Halloween night. And I think that's that's not. I think the briefs need to be lower, like lower cut. You know. Yeah. Like they're kind of high on the waist. <laughs> man, how much for this? This one, Goodwill, seventy five dollars. Nope, seventy two fifty eight is the price you get that for. Oh, I'm pretty close. Though, yeah. I will say, yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the Skeletor. That's the next picture. I love this Skeletor one. That, that for, looks really good. It does. You can get that for forty five. Why are you? Ta- you didn't even get me. Well, I mean, I just went in. It was like a little freebie. Let's give you a little freebie. Well, I, that one looks great. It's actually kind of scarier than Skeletor looks. Oh no, actually, now that I look at the face closely, it's not scary at all. But <laughs> that's just they don't even know what Skeletor looks like in the face if that's what they're drawing. Right. But like the fact that he has ma- uh, normal man hands makes it scarier, and he's doing this walk like like the Sasquatch walk. Yeah. You know from the famous video, like the oh yeah 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 he's slothing along. Um yeah, that's scary looking to me from afar at least. If I saw that man out in the loose loose in the wild, I would not approach him. I would draw my weapon. You would assume some things. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Days Past Tooncast. I'm sure we will return to the land of Eternia. Returnia. <laughs> we'll return we'll to Eternia. We probably won't come back to Trainus because I don't know if they ever went back there. Don't think they did. It probably like the bird lady is lording herself over it now. Now she is the despot ruling over trainers. <laughs> it's like I said something bad in class. Um, 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 um ooh. ooh. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at dptooncast. You can email us dptooncast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash dptooncast. Be sure to check out YouTube for our hilarious video that Will and myself did. It's a parody mashup of the 1992 X-Men animated series theme song mixed up with Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. Search Days Past Tooncast. It's called X-Men Attack. Uh, double up. Uh, uh. Make us viral. Please. Thanks again for listening, guys. Check us out next time on Days Past Tooncast. Until then, Will is signing off with a tutor, my duder. Um, to the It's happening. Well, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> why don't they, why doesn't he, I would just turn, I would flip on Skeletor immediately because he's always sending me out to do the worst jobs. I've never been successful. I've never made any money off of it. I haven't seen a raise in four years. No. What do you even get paid with? <laughs> oh my God. Chaos. <laughs> the thunder of the secrets Honestly, of the, the- outside. <laughs> This is what I said. Prince Adam here. Cringy? Cringy? Relax, Cringy. Oh. Oh. Oh.
בטרוואד, אתה יודע, זה... ליקוויד. You're getting it. You have to, it's up in the deep sinus. It's crappening. 